Welcome to the State of Fem Art Podcast, a space where we drive conversations around what it means to be woman creatively and artistically in today's industry. A place where women from various walks of life share their experiences, triumphs, and obstacles as they navigate the state of the world and their creativity. This is a safe space. One where women are celebrated for being fearlessly and unapologetically them. It is a space of belonging for those who feel their artistic and creative endeavors have gone unseen, unheard, or unsupported. But here you will also get resources and tools to help you reach your next level. We'll laugh together, cry together, but more importantly, we'll grow together. I am Tamia Faulkner, and this is The State of Fem Art. What's up, what's up, everyone? Welcome to another episode of The State of Fem Art. I'm so glad that you guys have been rocking with us. And today's guest is someone super special. I'm so excited that we finally have the opportunity to chat. Jalen, how are you? I'm doing amazing. Thank you, Tamia. I just told you off air, but like, man, thank you for having me today. This is a super dope like platform that you've created, and I'm just uh, really happy to be a part of it today. So appreciate you for that. Absolutely. I'm happy to have you. I think, you know, when you meet people in the industry and come across people who are just, I mean, just chill, super warm. You've always been so welcoming anytime that I get the opportunity to see you out and about in LA. So I had to have you on. Uh, yeah, appreciate that. Yeah, I think the last time we saw each other was Vegandale, that vegan festival. Yes. I just saw you and ran up to you and was like, Tamia, what's up? How's it going? Yeah, and it's so crazy because my husband was like, who is that? Like, she was so cool. She was so nice. Let's talk about the dynamic of coming from NOLA, being from NOLA, and then coming here. Because I'm sure Louisiana is a bit different than LA. So what was that like? And what brought you to um, LA? Yeah, no, for sure. I mean, look, so I, I actually went to school in New Orleans, but I'm from Shreveport. Uh, Shreveport is Ratchet City. Uh, but yeah, no, I loved being from Shreveport. It was really cool growing up there. Definitely different from LA. As far as, I mean, Shreveport is a pretty, it's not super small, but it's a small town. Like, we all kind of went to the same schools growing up. I've never even heard of it. Yeah, I mean, not many have. <laughs> I mean, I'll tell you who's from Shreveport, though. Uh, and everybody knows Hurricane Chris, a Bay Bay. Oh, wow. Yeah, so it's a small town. I mean, some people know of it, some, most people don't, but I really enjoy being from there. And then in New Orleans, spending time there. I mean, for college, you can imagine I was up to no good a lot of the time, but otherwise just there getting my study on. And um, it was really cool. But yeah, moving to LA, I'd been here a lot growing up. You know, I have family that was from here at the time. And uh, so I was spending time out here but throughout my youth. And I just always knew I wanted to live here. And after college, I knew I wanted to move here. And so by the time I graduated, that's I, a month later, I, I moved to LA. And so I've been here pretty much ever since. Okay, so you moved here, you moved here after college. And I want to talk about the journey a bit. Did you always know that you wanted to, in some form, work in the music and entertainment industry? Did you start off doing something else and 
then decided to pivot later. What was that journey like for you? Yeah, I mean, growing up, I always had an interest in music and um, well, you know, I would join all the choirs. I was watching like for Christmas and stuff, I would get like music video VCR tapes. Uh, You know, I just liked watching music videos. I liked seeing what was going on with the music industry. Um, I didn't play. My dad really tried to get me on the piano and it just did not work out. (laughs) But I was always a fan. And so, um, you know, growing up, as soon as like I got into college, the first gig that I got was at the radio station. I worked at Cumulus Media out there and um, as a board operator and part of the promotions team out there for all the radio stations that they had. Um, And so, you know, at the time there was like an old school R&B station, a party station that played like hip hop, top 40. There was a country station and a sports station. And I would take those big radio vans and go out through the city, setting up live broadcasts with our radio personalities and stuff. And um, it was a good time. I mean, I really enjoyed being in the industry. I mean, as much as I could be at that time. And it just really opened my eyes to like the opportunities there. And so, yeah, as soon as I got a taste, uh, that's I pretty much knew that I wanted to work in music in some capacity. Is there a particular event that happened during your time um, in radio that you were just like, oh my gosh, I know for sure this is something. Because I think, of course, we have that overall experience where it's like, oh, I've had so many moments that have been great. You know, I've learned so much. But this is, you know how you have many moments and then you have the moment? Yeah. Were there ever like, were there ever any, oh, this is the moment where I actually knew this is what I wanted to do? Hmm. You know, I think like one of the moments, because, you know, you know, when you're not in the industry and just kind of watching everything, everything seems so big and extravagant and, you know, exclusive. And, yeah. you know, once I started doing radio, one of the things we would do each year is during Essence Fest, you know, they have a bunch of stuff at the convention center in New Orleans. And so they have a radio row in there as well. So uh, I would go out with the, the same way I would do any other week and I'd bring the uh, remote and go broadcast uh, with the radio personalities and they get to interview a lot of the celebrities and stuff. And at the time, like me not being that close to like <laughs> actual famous people and stuff, you know, thinking, so, I don't know, it just felt really comfortable. Like I anticipated going into that space feeling like really nervous and like, you know, celebrities are such a big deal, I guess, growing up and really being in the space, it just felt super comfortable. And I didn't feel like that, that fear that I guess I thought I was going to feel, it just felt right. I don't know how to explain it. Like, not just like being, it just felt right being in that space, like not necessarily like among celebrities, but just like um, in in a room, like in a different room, like in a room with people that people look up to and it, it feeling comfortable. But essentially, I think, too, some of that comfort comes from the fact that it's just innately where you belong, but also it's one of those things where you're in a room with your peers. You're in a room with, you know, people that you enjoy being around. And I think, you know, some people, of course, the given would be, oh my gosh, like these are people who I watch or see or hear or listen to all of the time. But I think when you belong in that space, there is a comfort that comes with just being where you belong. 
Yeah, probably so. I mean, maybe that's kind of what it was because it just felt, I don't know how to explain it. I guess it was just like oddly comfortable. Like I anticipated something different and it ended up just being a really comfortable space that I enjoyed working in. Uh, and it felt good to do work there. Like it felt good working at the radio station. I felt like I was doing really cool things and getting to experience some really cool stuff. And I think, I don't know if there was a moment, it was probably my first Essence Fest on Radio Row. Um, just because that was just huge to me at the time. And it is a big, you know, really cool thing to do. Um, and so, yeah, I guess that would be the one, but generally just Cumulus really opened my my eyes to the industry in a lot of ways. Yeah, no, that's, that's super dope. So you started off in radio, after radio, where did you go or where did your journey land you? Yeah, I mean, by the time I graduated school, I just left the city and ended up leaving that radio station, uh, leaving some really great people behind too. Like I really met some really dope people that I still kind of keep in touch with today. Um, so I had left them and moved to LA a month later uh, and ended up temping at the Recording Academy. I got my first temp gig um, and I bounced around. I was in the mailroom. I was doing different things and eventually worked my way into a full-time position and um, kind of ended up where I am now. So it's been really cool. I'm, I'm really thankful that it's generally been a pretty smooth journey so far. And it's still kind of the beginning, but yeah, like so far it's been pretty smooth. I, I went from radio straight to the Recording Academy. Wow. <laughs> that is that is a that is an interesting segue. Um because most people they bounce around to different places like within the within the industry, but you were able to go after college to the recording academy and work your way up. So what do you do now at the recording academy? Yeah, right now I am the project manager or genre manager for the gospel, um, Christian contemporary music category, the children's category, and the spoken word categories for the, uh, the Grammys award show. So um, I basically just work pretty closely with those communities and facilitate the awards process for the show. Um, and anybody listening who is in these communities, please tap in with me. If you're listening, um, let's talk. I really am, you know, passionate about bringing folks in, uh, especially when it comes to my categories. Yeah. So speaking of that and getting tapped into the different communities and the work that you do there at the Recording Academy, I want to talk about establishing relationships and respect as you navigate the industry. I'm sure just in your work and in your day-to-day that is a part of what you do is establish relationships and um, build respect, but also navigate different pockets of the industry. What has that looked like for you, but also what advice and tips would you give for those who are just navigating and trying to establish community, um, build a network, connect with different people, and not just on a a surface type of level, but really built in a way that has longevity and yeah. that is is solid because I feel like it's important to build a solid foundation when you talk about establishing relationships and, and respect. No, totally. Um, and I think you kind of hit it because I think what I, my, my thing and what I've been doing and what I do advise other people to do is when I talk to folks who are talking about like how to do this, how to network and stuff, I really try to get them out of this 
kind of networking mentality. Like not that there's anything wrong with the concept of networking, like it is a thing that is happening, but, and that, you know, you are doing, even in building a genuine relationship, there's a level of networking to that. But when you go into a, a, a space feeling like you're there to network, it just kind of kills the, it kind of kills the vibe. Like, I feel like entering a space where you feel like you're just making friends, like you're just there to show genuine interest in folks and really get to know people, hear what they have to say. Um, it makes it a lot more, it makes it a much richer experience and it makes it something that can be more long lasting. I guess I feel like a lot of times when people enter a space with that networking energy, folks can feel it from a mile away and it doesn't feel genuine sometimes. Like it's really nice when folks just come into a space and really just on a human level, just kind of connect. And then we get to the work at some point, <laughs> you know, um, it, it is important to get the work stuff in, but at the root of it, we're really just making, building relationships, making friends. That's really what you're doing. Do you feel like that's common here? Like the whole networking just for the sake of networking? I feel like it can be. It can be. It really depends. Like some folks also just, it's not even to blame folks like that do that either. It's just folks are trying to get in how they can. And sometimes like that's just the energy they're on <laughs> and there's nothing wrong with it, but it does, it can feel transactional the the experience with the person can start to feel transactional. And I think that nobody really wants to feel that way. You know what I mean? It, you want to feel like someone's talking to you for, to like really talk to you, not always to like try and make some, you know, trying to do this networking, well, let's make something happen, let's do business type of thing all the time, you know? Um, so I don't know. I feel like a lot of people are like that, but I also feel like a lot of people aren't. I've met some really cool, really genuine people um, in the industry. And, it, you know, it's been really cool. It's just a matter of, you know, just walking to a space as yourself and trying to be genuine, just show genuine interest because people can feel when you're not. And it's harder to maintain a, a good relationship with someone when you're, it's not, when you don't genuinely care to get to know them or, other other than what they do and who they know. Yeah, no, I think it's it's so important and I know one thing especially for because everybody is uh is different. So I'm sure we have some listeners who are very great at small talk and introing into or stepping oh, yeah. into a conversation. That is not me. I hate small talk. I am very I love deep-rooted relationships and being able to figure out the why and who of a person, like, who are you really? Like, you know, why do you have certain perspectives? Like, that's me. So, so I think it's always been hard for me to walk into an elevator or walk into a room and just start a, a random conversation. Um, so because I'm sure you have to start a lot of conversations just with meeting new people often, what advice would you have for those who aren't necessarily comfortable with the small talk, but are um, desiring to build those, like we are talking about, long lasting relationships and connections with people where it's like, hey, I, I want to build community. I want to establish relationships. I just don't necessarily know how to 
do it without being awkward or, you know, or I may not necessarily feel the most comfortable entering into a room where I don't know anybody, but I do have a genuine interest in really connecting with people on a level that doesn't feel transactional. Just start asking more personal questions instead of uh, surface level questions. Ask where they're from. Ask uh, what they like to do in L.A. You're new to the city. Say you've just moved to L.A. You're new to the city. Ask folks what they like to do. Like, I don't know. It really it's, it is an art to it. Once you ask that first question, listen to what they're saying and really, like I said, show that genuine interest so that you can hear something that you can add something else to. And then that leads to a new topic and that leads to a new topic. And it, essentially, by the end, you've been talking for a few minutes and realized that you've been having a good time with somebody. And, you know, that's probably the best advice I can give, to be honest, because it really is. It can be a skill and it's something that needs to be built. Like you really just have to really put yourself out there. Like when it comes to this, like it's about taking risks and really just kind of being vulnerable. Practicing asking folks questions and genuinely listening to what they say. Practice meeting somebody and trying to remember their name. You know, like practicing things like that can really increase your kind of personability skills and uh, make it to where when you walk into spaces where you have to meet people and get to know people, it makes those experiences a lot less daunting uh, once you've done it a few times. And I'll say a lot of that work I did in radio is what kind of built that up for me because I was just kind of out and about and <laughs> just kind of meeting people in the city. Um, Cause sometimes we'll just go set up shop and start giving out CDs and doing little raffles with folks. And, you know, it, it really did take that to get me to a point where I was a lot more comfortable just kind of speaking to folks. Um, but it is a skill and it's something you got to build. Yeah. I definitely think it's that personability factor that you mentioned, like, how can I connect with who the person is rather than what the person does? And at the root of that, like you mentioned, is where a person comes from. Because our our hometown, where we come from, our lived experiences make us who we are. So I think that's great advice. For you navigating um, not just like starting off, coming here, sort of knowing what you loved, but also working working your way up, navigating people, navigating a new city that you've never um, you know, had to be in before or navigate before. I know you mentioned you had some family here, but what what was it like for you and what lessons did you learn or ways did you grow in having to adapt to a new city, having to um, come into a new place and sort of find where where you want it to be, um, not just within your career, but also within your life. What has that journey been for you and what lessons have you learned along the way in the process? I think the journey has been a really good one. It was really nice, although I was afraid to kind of move away from, you know, Louisiana. It was something I knew I had to do. And so getting here and knowing I didn't have a whole lot of friends out here and knowing that like I was about to have to get to know a whole new city and, you know, make new friends as kind of an adult, which is kind of scary once you become an adult, making new friends is like a whole thing. Um, and so, yeah, it, you know, there was some anxieties there, but I think what 
just being open to what was maybe going to happen, um, I think really carried me through that because again, like it's all about taking risks. If you really want to do something and you really, you know, want to put yourself out there, you just kind of have to take the risk and let go and do it. And whatever happens is going to happen. And you welcome whatever happens as gracefully as you can. You kind of just have to be open to what, you know, may happen because it really could work out in your favor. And if you hadn't taken the risk or taken the chance, uh, you wouldn't have known. And it's that part, taking the chance. And I think you have taken a chance on on yourself by just making that leap. I It's so crazy. I saw something today that was talking about leaving your hometown and in order to grow and how sometimes, you know, being in our hometowns, we may love it. We, I'm sure we've grown there. We've developed there, but at the same time, or any place that we come from, sometimes our, you know, college town becomes our hometown. So a lot of times moving outside of that comfort zone, that area where we already have the friends and we already have the the connections for, you know, our career and our life. And we already run in certain social circles. It's easy to stay there and get comfortable. And you probably could have stayed where you were and, you know, worked your way up the ladder within radio and it would have been great and it but it would have also maybe been comfortable as well yeah I mean it would have been great I I I will say I could not have stayed in Shreveport as much as I love being from there and I love my upbringing there I could not stay and that kind of was for Louisiana in general I, I may go back I, I love being from Louisiana New Orleans was great living there was great radio was great everything was cool um, but I just knew that my time there was was up and um, I needed to move on to something else. And they will always, you know, those cities, that state will always, you know, have me that will always be home. Um, but, yeah, I really did have to kind of get out of there. And I recommend anybody who's feeling a little stagnant in their hometown, just try and move. Try moving. It really can change everything. It really could. And um like most of my friends got out of our hometown and a lot of us are just really thriving by like experiencing new things, even if just on a vacation, like it's nice to get out of your hometown for a little bit and just kind of like explore and kind of feel a little free to do your thing. Um, I personally just think I knew that I wanted to do things that were not possible in New Orleans or, or Shreveport and, um, I just needed to make that leap. <laughs> I didn't want to feel stifled. I didn't want to betray myself by just staying somewhere that I'm comfortable just because I'm comfortable. Um, I really wanted to to bet on myself and, and give it a shot because I knew I, it'll always be there for me to go back to. And um, and I will go back if I, if I so choose and if I need. But for now, uh, we're in LA, we're outside. Absolutely. We are outside. <laughs> are out, we're, uh, people are outside, outside. Okay. <laughs> I'm oh, yeah. tiptoeing my way back out there. But yeah, we're, it, people are outside, outside. So before we get into some of our fun rapid fire questions, what advice would you give to those women who are 
just starting out in their um, journeys, whether it's they decided to pivot, to pursue a new, a totally entirely different um, career within um, the arts and entertainment industries, or they are starting off for the first time, like coming out of college, and they want to work their way up. What advice and tips would they they give would you give to them because as you mentioned you started off in radio and then you came to LA you at when you went to the recording academy you started off in the mail room and <laughs> bouncing around to different departments and now you know as a as a manager there so what are some of what are some of the things that you could offer um to other you know women who are navigating and trying to figure it out and working their way up and, you know, really um, trying to own that confidence to say, okay, this is what I want to do, but I understand that it's a long game. It's not just something that's going to happen overnight. Definitely patience. And like, really, again, just, I know I feel like I'm, I'm a broken record here, but really like taking that chance, man, and really putting your all into it. Like when you come out to do something like that, just put your all into it. Even if at first you feel like this isn't right, maybe give things a try. Just try your best at everything. Give everything a shot. Um, whatever opportunity comes your way, just say yes to it. I think it, what is it? Shonda Rhimes that has the like year of yes or something like that. Like really just say yes to anything. People ask you to do, people invite you to, whatever, any opportunity, just say yes and see what happens. Um, you know, my degree is in marketing <laughs> and I'm not necessarily doing a lot of marketing stuff, although it has helped, you know, as far as just like knowing certain things about how marketing goes, it really doesn't play a huge role in my career. Um, so even if it's not something you may have thought you were going to be doing, um, just give it a shot and give it your all and see what happens. And if it doesn't work out, let it go. Do something else. And when you start that something else, do that with the same vigor. Um, just try and do things with your all as best you can while also maintaining yourself and, you know, taking care of yourself. Um, Self-care is super important and never forget about yourself, but also just really try and give as much as you can to, to the craft or whatever it is that you're trying to develop and pursue. Um, Cause it's not gonna, it's not gonna go unnoticed. Uh, It'll it at some point once you start doing these things and putting your hours in, it'll eventually become something. And um, I think you'll never regret doing it, but you may regret not. Absolutely. So with that being said, before we let you go, I we've been talking a lot about, you know, personability and being able to truly connect with people and those conversation starters going into a room that people may not necessarily feel comfortable with or just getting to know people in a new city. So with that being said, we have some fun rapid fire questions for you. Okay. Are you ready? I think so. I think so. Let's go. <laughs> I think so. Okay. I think so. I'll do my best. <laughs> All right. So we'll start easy. Cats or dogs? Dogs. 100%. Of course. LA is such a, a 
dog city too. Like yeah. there are dogs everywhere. Yeah, look, cats <laughs> right. are cool. I appreciate a cat. Some cats. I appreciate a cat. But uh dogs all day. Dogs are snuggly and they love you all the time. And some dogs are big though. <laughs> I grew up with um I grew up with Rottweilers. And so we had some big dogs, but they were so sweet and fun and great. Oh my gosh. And cats can just I mean dogs can too. Let me not. Cats are just kind of mean sometimes. So if you could live anywhere in the world, where would you live? I could live anywhere in the world. Um, probably some island somewhere. You know what I'm saying? Maybe like a Grenada or something like that. Mm. Something random Trinidad, something real islandy, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So I think you like tropical climate. Yeah. Tropical. Give me some tropical energy. Give me some heat. I'm I'm into that. Sunshine is good for all of us. Not too hot though. Yeah, I'm a I'm a spring baby. So I've always been, oh, I don't like it when it's too hot, but I also I hate the cold. So it has to be somewhere in the middle. Like this sweet spot. Yeah, I hate having anywhere where there's all four seasons, it's gonna be a no for me. Spring is perfect. That's great being a spring baby. I'm a fall baby, so it gets a little chilly, but I kinda like spring and fall are probably my favorite seasons. Yeah. <laughs> and I came from Maryland where we had all four seasons, but I just tend to live in the spring and summer. That's where I live. Okay. I received that. What scares Jalen? Aside from like bees and wasps and like shots, because I'm a big baby. Um, my fear that I'm maybe not <laughs> doing enough, either for people in my life or just like in my own life, like the fear of the unknown, like what if I'm not doing this right? Or like my, my yeah, I guess my untapped potential is like the best thing I can say because I'm sure there are things out there that I don't even know that I should probably be doing and I'm not doing them. <laughs> and uh, I mean, you can't blame yourself for stuff you don't know, but there are things like that that kind of keep me up at night. That means like you're on the right path, though, because you're thinking about purpose and whether or not you're fulfilling that purpose. So it's like, you know, I think everyone has that fear, like, basically, I don't want to leave any potential that I have, any purpose that I have unfulfilled or untapped or, you know, unlived. And so I think it's a great place to be, but also, like you mentioned, can be a scary place to be. Okay. Last question. If you had to score a soundtrack for your life, what are some of the songs that would be on that soundtrack? I'll just name a couple of my fave songs that I think I would try to implement in some way. So I'm a huge Janet fan. So really any Janet song would suffice. Maybe a That's the Way Love Goes somewhere. Um, I really love like Gap Band, Outstanding. Like that song really does something for me. Uh, there's a Temptation song. That's such a feel good song. Yeah, like I like some little oldies that really some of them oldies really do it for me that temptations treat her like a lady i had a moment where i was listening to that song like daily multiple times a day it's so just fun good it just is a feel-good song and um i guess the last one would probably be 
this is just one of my favorite songs of all time. And it's the Layla Hathaway, uh, Rochelle Pharrell song called Coming Back. I just love that song. And so I'd probably force it in somewhere in my um, backlist. You know, it's so crazy because a lot of a lot of um, the interviews that I've had lately, I've noticed a lot of people have just old souls. And when I say that, just the music, no, no you know, no hateration towards any <laughs> music that's out right now. But I just feel like the music back in the day, the old school music just came with something different. Like it just, like you mentioned, you know, outstanding by the Gap Band, like just those feel good songs or vocalists like Layla Hathaway and, you know, Rochelle Farrell, like it's just different. <laughs> like it is just different. It That's is. so super dope. Oh, wait, let me add one more. I'm sorry. Maxwell. Maxwell. Uh, I don't even know what song. Maxwell. Just every anything. Maxwell. Yeah, I got to add that one. But yeah, I agree. I mean, look, we love all music, but I it that old school stuff really does have my my heart. Yeah, no, it hits different. Jalen, thank you so much for taking out time to be on the podcast. We really appreciate you stopping by. And, you know, I think if there's anything that people can take away from um, this interview, I just hope you go out there and you just do it, just try it. And, you know, I think one thing that you said that's going to stay with me is, you know, doing it and receiving the the grace, you know, that comes with that process of navigating life and the industry as, you know, as a woman. So I really, I really appreciate you. And I receive that. Like, I'm going to, I'm going to take everything with grace as I figure out this life, <laughs> whether I'm, you know, tumbling down, whether I'm, you know, climbing up or, or doing things that accelerate my life, just doing it with, with, and receiving it with grace. Oh, I love, look, I love to hear that. And thank you. Thank you for having me. This has been really dope. I'm really excited to like hear this and um, yeah, I hope we can connect soon. Let's see each other. Let's run into each other more intentionally next time. Yes, absolutely. Thank you so much. Thank you for tuning into this episode of the State of Film Art Podcast. You can catch new episodes bi-weekly on Thursdays. And make sure that you connect with us by following us on Instagram at SoFilmArt. And you can also visit our website and listen to past episodes at SoFilmArt.com.